We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, where oil country shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. 135 in Edmonton, welcome back. Panda Hut Express with catering options for every event, meetings, parties, or even that forgotten family gathering. Visit pandahutexpress.net or call 473-3663. That's 780-473-3663. Place your order now. Steve Hamilton coming up today at 145. The Edmonton Oil Kings against the Saskatoon Blades. We're going to get to some calls, some texts, some tweets, some emails, all that uh, coming up. Uh, Maddie C. says, Bob, uh, great show as always. I know that San Jose would likely never trade Brent Burns, but he'd be a great fit in Edmonton or any other team for that matter, although extremely unlikely. Could you give an example of what Edmonton would uh, have to give up to make that deal? Oh, that would be... Uh, how much turn... is? Tur- I think Burns got two years left in his deal, maybe just a year left. I, so, you know... Can you go to uh, NHLnumbers.com and see how long Burns has got left? For some reason, I thought he's got either one or two years left in his deal. Uh, and that changes the complexion of what it might be. One year after this year. Yeah. So UFA in seventeen eighteen. I just wait for him to be a UFA. I mean, the type of thing that makes sense is a trade for a right... I mean, Sammy Votnin's the most obvious guy, in my mind. Possibly Tyson Berry. Berry's going to want... Big numbers, like in the sixes. I don't think Vodnin wants that much. But the owners are going to have to get creative. They're going to have to get creative to find a way. I mean, I don't want to trade one of the three centers. right? I don't want to trade McDavid, Drysettle, or Nugent Hopkins. Complimentary winger, maybe we're having a different conversation. The wild card is, where, where they pick. So you're saying you'd trade three, four, five, or six, wherever they, they pick there? I wouldn't trade any of the top three picks. But if you're if you're drafting four or beyond, I know a lot of guys like uh, Matthew Tuchuk at four. I wouldn't move either of the two Finnish uh, wingers. By the way, we had Jarmo Kaikalainen on the show, and I had I don't know if you were aware. Of, oh, uh, I was listening, and you I brought up that whole situation with the Sadids, and he just kind of looked at me. I had it all laid out how Berkey, because <laughs> I was thinking to myself, you know, like let's just say hypothetically Edmonton ended up with the second pick and Columbus ended up with the third pick. Would Yarmo want to get both the finished forwards since they played together and won the championships? You know, kind of like the Sadids after we had Aaron Portsline on the show as well, and Yarmo looked at me like I had nineteen heads, and I don't know, I didn't know how to take that, but. Uh, he goes, you did a lot. You put a lot of work into this, eh? I go, yeah. He goes, yeah, I've seen that before. And he started chuckling. So uh, here's what I would do, Brendan. If I if I were GM of the team, and I'm not, if the Oilers ended up with one of the top three picks, I would draft the player with said top three pick. I would contemplate trading down from one to two or three if I was the Oilers. Okay? I would consider moving down a little bit. There'd have to be a significant return back to drop down a couple spots. Um, Four and beyond, I would be prepared to trade that pick for some immediate help on defense. Like right now. I like what you're getting at. I'm with you. So uh, how do we uh, pitch that to GM Peter Shrelly? What, you don't think that (laughs) that suggestion hasn't already been made? Oh, Well, I don't I'm know. I'm not saying, hey, that, that's my end of it. I have no idea. I don't no know what idea. you're up to on these plane rides, on the road trips. No, 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 no. We're not allowed to talk uh, <laughs> okay. on the plane. You've got the PR guy sitting there watching every single thing that you do. Uh, all I'm saying is, you know, I look at the makeup and the composition of the orders, the way they're cur- currently constructed, and I would have time if 
like hypothetical, hypothetical. If the Islanders came to the Oilers and said, "All right, we want the fourth overall pick, and you guys can have Hamannik," well, I'm doing that deal. And I think most of the fans are with that too, right? They're probably thinking, you know what? I might say, okay, you have to take a contract back. Maybe a right-shot defenseman back in that deal that's under contract for a couple of years. Maybe Fane back, but I would contemplate moving that pick, but not in the top three because I think those the top three guys are... I mean, Matthews is a pretty special player. It might be very much like Jack Eichel. And then the two finished guys, by the way, Pugliarvi got hurt. He's out here in the short term. Uh, I watched Windsor yesterday. They had a couple intriguing players, two bigger guys. One, uh, Sergachev, a, a Russian defenseman, and then uh, Logan Brown, a six foot six uh, center. That's the son of Jeff Brown, the former NHL defenseman. They were interesting to watch as well. Let's go to Jim on line number seven. He's from Red Deer. How you doing, Jim? Hey, Bob. How you doing? Good. Bob, I got to disagree with you as far as the Oilers taking ownership of their blunders in the past. Okay. I don't think they have. And I think uh, when you got uh, a guy like McTavish who's still in the organization and Kevin Lowe who are both responsible for all those blunders, I don't know how this this organization can move ahead. Uh, and and I think that there is much no, responsibility. No, no, no. Hey, Jim, Jim, slow down a sec here. What I said is they have to take some ownership over what, okay. what happened. Which I didn't say that they'd overtly gone and said, we made a mistake here. I, I think that, that there's the natural assumption that it's not all on the player. Well, yeah, and I agree with you because, I mean, until they do that, unfortunately, I mean, McTavish had to have his boy from Toronto so bad he got rid of Kruger. Really? How did that work out for you? You know, and now the other thing is, Jim, Jim, just one very yeah. quick. At that time, there was a lot of pressure suggesting that Dallas Aikens was the ra- the rising star, right? Hindsight being twenty twenty, it appears as though Dallas Aikens was the wrong guy for the Oilers at that time. He, the one-loss record says it all, right? I still think Dallas okay. could could learn from his time at Edmonton and bounce back down the road and be an NHL head coach. Now, now your comment, Bob, about the top three you wouldn't trade. Yeah. You know what? We don't need another. We don't need another 18-year-old or 19-year-old. We need people right now. And if you can get something that's really good, the defense that you want, I would trade the first, second, or the third, or whatever, and a fucking six to get what we need. All right. Thanks, Jim. Yeah, if you're getting Ekman Larson as an example for moving the number one, yeah, I'm doing that. Uh, I'm not moving the number one for Travis Hamannick. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Well, maybe we're having a conversation there, based on the price point that you'd have Hamannick at. A voice from a past. The Chiseler has Texas. Bob, rock solid. Schneider's the man. Yak is not, says the Chiseler. Heard you sign with Stony. I'm ordering my Stoffer jersey as we speak. Oil bathe in shark water, catching five. Oil win 5-1. Talbot continues his mastery. McDavid gets three. Lander with two. That's from the Chiseler. Wow, he is the internal optimist. Of that, there is no debate. 142 in Edmonton. When we come back, uh, actually, we're going to do it right now. Let's get to the Stay in Order's history. It is brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 36 years, offering great package tours on river cruising in Europe for 2016. Just for the record, they do not do river cruising on the Wabascaw River in northern Alberta. Uh, March 7th, 1988. Wow, this uh, this was a tough night for the Winnipeg Jets. What happened? Well, it's fitting, Bob. I you know when I I try to find a theme to the Oilers' history, and the Oilers just played in Winnipeg yesterday. So sure. the Oilers beat the Jets six nothing. Uh, Wayne Gretzky five assists. Craig Simpson has two goals and an assist. 
The Stan Oilers History brought to you by New West Travel. We've got great travel deals for weddings, honeymoons, golf packages, and employee corporate reward trips. Call the friendly staff at New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. You wanted to get something to go to it. Well, someone texted in saying, did I just hear a swear word? No, I thought I heard that too, but I think Jim was saying a puck and sticks. Okay. So I think some people might have took that the wrong way, but just to clarify, he did not swear. All right. Golly darn. Aw, heck. Uh, 143 at Edmonton, back with Steve Hamilton, head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings. In action tonight, Rexall Place. Visit oilkings.ca, ticketmaster.ca for tickets to the Edmonton Oil Kings and the Saskatoon Blades. And we'll come back with Steve when we return. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 146 in Edmonton. We're going to get to Steve Hamilton in 17 seconds' time. i got to read this text from the Don because he's been very quiet of late. The Don doesn't want any of the top three guys in the draft. Austin Matthews took the easy route to the draft, like Eichel, and the two fins, hell no, says the Don. Obviously, the Don wanted uh, uh, Matthews to go play for the Everett Silvertips. <laughs> Steve Hamilton joins us right now. He's the head coach of the Evans Oil Kings. Steve, how you doing? I'm good, Bob. Good, good. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, top-end players, uh a year from now, Nolan Patrick is going to be a consensus top five player. He might get 100 points this year. Brandon's lighting everybody up these days, Steve. He has not taken the easy route. Uh, what's he like to match up against as a coach? I'm a big fan of Nolan Patrick as a you know as a fan of the game and not as big a fan of him having to coach against him. <laughs> he is uh, he's extremely well-rounded, and that's what you notice most about him is uh, – while he has the offensive flair that you talked about, he's extremely responsible away from the puck as well, and you can see that he he contributes in all all special teams areas, offensively, defensively. So he certainly is a, a pretty special player. Yeah, Nolan Patrick is a, a late-born player, uh, meaning that he was born after September 15th. He's not available for the 2016 draft, the 2017 draft. He's playing for Brandon. He's six foot three, 195 pound, right shot center. And the Wheat Kings are sitting there in that number one spot. He's got 90-plus points this year. I think he's over plus 40 on the season. Uh, the Wheat Kings, have, they're just smoking everybody. And they're in the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. And you guys are just trying to make the playoffs here. You're in the driver's seat. You win out, you're in. But it's going to be a battle, isn't it, Steve? Well, no question. We're, uh, you know, it's it's tight. And, and Medicine Hat has, uh, you know, caught some traction in their game recently. And, you know, it's uh, it's going to be a push here to the end. I'm, I think it was a uh, a playoff type feel uh, the other night, and and certainly would expect a very similar approach again tonight. You know, it's interesting, Steve. The Edmonton Oil Kings, before they got really good, had challenges beating Medicine Hat. Then you guys, and you were the assistant coach on the staff. You guys went through that period where you went to three straight WHL championships. You won two. You won the Memorial Cup. And I remember Sean Clouston coming on the show, and he was like, we don't got a chance in the series <laughs> before the interview started, right? And he was right. They didn't have a chance. But this year, they're 6-0 and against you. Any idea why they've had that kind of success this season? Yeah, it's it's honestly one of those things that we felt really good about our game plan. We felt good about our guys' execution and the way they they uh, they played the other night. And you got a four-three lead with a minute and a half left in the game, and and you don't even come out of it with a with a point. It was it was disheartening. And and certainly this year we felt like early in the season there was a couple of games in Med Hat that 
you know, we certainly uh, weren't the better team. But we've, we've had a number of efforts against them where we felt really good. And I think, uh, you know, from time to time you're going to get those kind of situations where one side has a, a distinct advantage in the record at the end of the year. And like you said, we, we've we worn that, uh, you know, that uh, others been on the other side of that in the past as well. And, it, uh, you know, it's pretty critical when you look at they're the team that's chasing us. So, so clearly if we even got a couple of wins in that situation, there would have been a little bit more breathing room. But there's uh, no changing what's gone on. And I think it's important we just focus on going forward. Edmonton Oil Kings head coach Steve Hamilton. So you're up by how many points over Medicine Hat? I think we're four up with a game in hand, so our game in hand would be tonight. Against Saskatoon. Now, are the Blades still in it, or can they still technically catch you? Absolutely. They're, I think, uh, six six points back, I believe, okay. going into tonight's game. So it's uh, it certainly is tight all around, and Swift Current would be in that conversation as well. And, you know, after we... We had our game the other night against uh, Medicine Hat. You know, we needed to regroup the next day, come in on Saturday with the guys. And uh, as tough a pill as that one was to swallow, I guess the message was, would you rather be four up or four down? Right. You know, and so we regrouped, and I thought it was a good couple days of practice. And, um, you know, like I said, I expect our group to be good again tonight. All right. Who's been going good of late for your team? Well, in all honesty, I think our depth has started to come come to the forefront a little bit more we've been really pleased with with our uh you know our top end guys and in, in um, brett pollock and, and lane bauer have certainly continued their offensive ways but you know brandon baddock's been good all year and andrew kep and and davis kosh have, have started to round into form a little bit where we might have expected and and so it's been it's been good to get contributions throughout the lineup and um you know that's something that we've uh kind of prided ourselves on over the years is that depth in our organization and we knew it would take a little bit more time this year for some of our younger guys to to kind of get acclimatized to the league but we're playing some good hockey and and i feel good about our group uh you guys suffered a a fairly significant injury in goal at the start of the year a guy you were counting on an la king's draft choice uh to to mind a lot of the twine for you and so patrick days had to play an accelerated role how do you think he's done so far with that but you know what? I, I've been happy with both guys, and um, you know it's one of those situations where the plan you might have gone into the season with, and and the way things have gone. Obviously, Alex' injury changed things, and I thought it was a, a great pickup by Randy to uh, to get an opportunity to get a guy who's been a starter in the league, and Peyton Lee, and and both of those kids, Peyton and and Patrick, are both unbelievable guys in the room, and well thought of by their teammates, and good young pros you know you know that's the kind of attitude they bring every day and you know what we've had our recent uh hiccups but a a lot of that has just been a reflection of where we've been as a team and um you know it's never an excuse but in the western hockey league with the travel that you have our february was a, a ton of travel we had three separate road trips in in that month and you could see it was starting to to wear the guys down a bit and I think our goaltenders would probably factor into that same conversation. So uh, both guys have been have been handled things well, uh, and I certainly expect them to be uh, as good as we know we can be going forward. All right, and uh, one final question for Edmonton Oil Kings head coach Steve Hamilton. Steve, what type of uh, squad does Saskatoon possess? Well, they're young and enthusiastic. I, you know, we've watched them a fair amount and played them three times this year, and. Bob's done a good job with that young group. They've got a, 
you know, a, kind of a mandate to, to grow from within here. And you can see that they've uh, put some pieces in place. They got a lot of speed and skill up front. And, you know, it's a, everybody, everybody knows it takes time for those young guys to mature. And I think that, uh, you know, their organization has done a really good job growing their players. And, and certainly tonight is going to be a, quite a challenge and they're right there in the conversation and for that last playoff spot so we we want to certainly uh you know distance ourselves as much as we can all right great stuff steve thanks for your time hey anytime bob thanks you bet that's steve hamilton he's the head coach of the edmonton oil kings the oil kings and the saskatoon blades tonight the edmonton Oilers tomorrow against the san jose sharks sharks in calgary tonight Hey, Bob, I really want to hear your take on Jonathan Duran uh, before uh, the, today's show ends. Thanks. And that comes to us from Bob. Um, I think Alan Walsh, who is the agent for Jonathan Duran, uh, perhaps may have made a mistake here. Is that fair? I mean, he had a young player not play for, what, two months? And now he goes back to Tampa Bay's farm team to go play for them after trying to force a trade over there. Uh, to me, that looks like the advice that the player received from the agent and the direction that they took did not work. So that's my take. Play as long as you can play and play when you can play. That's the other thing. Holding out, you know, doesn't work. Usually it ends up stagnating a guy's career, slows a guy down, that sort of thing. Bad blood. I it just to me, and I follow Alan Walsh on Twitter. But in my opinion, if Alan had a do over here, if he had a, what do I call it in golf? I'm so bad at it. We usually have mulligan. Yeah, we usually have to buy about twenty uh, for one shot of Bailey's each on the course. But I digress. Uh, if Alan Walsh had a uh, mulligan here, uh, I'm sure he'd he'd like to take one because it has not his. Direction that he charted with Jonathan Drouin came back to bite him. Of that, there is no debate. Stoffer Inspector Tuesday's edition of Oilers now will have a full preview of the Edmonton game against the San Jose Sharks. Uh, the Oilers likely to call a defenseman up uh, for that game again. Griffin Reinhardt or Jordan Osterle would be my guess. Up next, a news, weather, and traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News with Jalen I and Andrew Gross. Special thanks to the emailers, the callers, the texters, the tweeters for participating in today's interactive element. Reed Wilkins tonight on Inside Sports as well. Uh, he will have more with uh, Cam Talbot, Todd McQuellen. Reaction to Peyton Manning retiring today. Oh, and, I never uh, did comment on Peyton Manning. Love him. Great pitch man, too. Love him. Good quarterback. Helped me win multiple fantasy football pools over the years. He's going to make a lot more money as a retired spokesman for whatever he's, he's doing. He's awesome at it. Yeah. Serge Lejoie as well tonight. All right. Uh, so long, everybody from Oilers. Oilers now off to the 680 News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, where oil country shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.